Welcome to Composer's Favorites, a podcast by Film Scoring Tips. I am Giovanni Rotondo, and today we're gonna learn more about composer Iran Garcia's favorite things. Enjoy the show! Iran Garcia, thank you so much for coming to the show. I'm very happy to have you. I know that you were on the team of The Girl in the Spiderweb, the film uh, with um, Claire Foy, which I'm a massive fan of. And then we, I, I know about your upcoming projects, and we'll talk about them in a few minutes after we discuss some of your favorites. But without further ado, we're going to talk about your first favorite. It's... It's one of my favorites as well. It's a film, and I am particularly in love with its soundtrack, and I think very, very few people aren't. film is American yeah. Beauty. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about it. Why is it? And it's So me as a person, my mother in Cuba, she was a psychologist. You know, my, my father was a biologist. So when I was growing up, we were always talking about psychological conversations, always deep conversations as a kid. I never, I was never brought up with music. You know, I, because of, of the Cuban element to my upbringing, you know, communism and arts not really available to everyone. Mm -hmm. I never went to a movie theater when I was a kid in Cuba. I never played music. <laughs> In Cuba, it was only, you know, when we moved to the United States that I started classical guitar lessons when I was seven. And from there, it kind of started my life in music. But my favorite, and I was thinking about this a couple of days ago of, of how to kind of describe my upbringing, you know, to you. Um, and it's really my favorite part of classical music is the romantic era. You know, I can't... the. Uh, uh, Renaissance, medieval, uh, I just, I can't connect with it because it doesn't speak to my soul. You know, and this will be a conversation I would have with my professors. It's like, I can't understand Bach for the life of me. <laughs> um, but it's all, you know, it's here. Um, and it's just, um, so American Beauty, you know, Thomas Newman, his music, and not just in American Beauty, that was the first film that I saw that really, it made me think of life and it was because of, of the music, you know, obviously great performance with, from the cast, but the music just makes you, it, it dives into your soul and it makes you ask so many questions about life, about, you know, your day to day. Um, and that was a very subliminal experience that I had in my life that I didn't, obviously as a kid, I didn't really understand what was happening at the time. Um, but as I got older, I started realizing that some of my favorite film soundtracks were coming from Thomas Newman 
And I realized this as an adult, you know, as a kid, I didn't know what film music was. I didn't know what a soundtrack was because as a guitar player, that's my main instrument. I didn't, I didn't uh, interact with an orchestra, you know, as a guitar player, it's just you by yourself, pretty much your, your whole life. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, uh, dealing with an orchestra, with piano, you don't interact with that. Mm -hmm. um, and Thomas Newman, for some reason, he some of the one of the things that i love about his scores is that he uses electric guitar in a very dramatic way um and uh and yeah everything about that movie score wise what i listen to it pretty much every month now you know just it's it's great meditation music for me that's what my uh my thesis was on on thomas um thomas newman and his wow. his his sound Oh, um, so yeah, because of that, it, that was what we call going down the rabbit hole. Like if yes. you, you know, the thesis was the title was, was it an accident or was it on purpose? You know, his sound. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of research on his career, obviously his family, which is the biggest dynasty in, in Hollywood, you know, the Newmans, mm -hmm. but also the fun part of, of that thesis for me which was a great life experience just by its own was going back to all his films you know in the 80s and listening to each of those soundtracks because some of those films i can't you know i can't really even find online because <laughs> i was in spain at the time um and i think the the eureka part of it was finally getting to the first film ever that he used that thomas newman sound um, so it's a film that he did in the late 80s that's called Life Below Zero. Oh, I need to check and, that out. Yeah, and it's it's actually with um, Robert Downey Jr. Awesome. Yes, and it's the movie's very dark. It's okay. very, very dark, you know, addiction and and life, you know, suppression as a as a as a young adult and y there's one cue in the whole film that luckily it was on youtube because <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't find the film because it's vhs um and and i was hearing it at you know i would come back from my from my classes and i like at 2 a.m i would be listening to soundtracks and then i i hear it you know that sustain with the piano and it's just like that's that's it and I couldn't find any older examples of it. And it was just after that, you know, after that you have, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, now I'm blanking that, that prisoner movie in the nineties, uh, that he, uh, yes, yes, yes. And that's, you know, there's one cue there and that was the next time he did it, but it was longer now. So it's like, okay, so now it's on purpose. <laughs> um and then from there on more and more i hadn't i hadn't thought about about it like what's what's the first time thomas newman sounded like thomas newman i'm trying to find desperately to find a segue to your favorite book but for the life of me i, I can't it's it's it will have to be 1984 by george orwell mostly because of the comparison to the cuban regime and the cuban you know lifestyle of 
you know, lights out at a certain time, even till today, <laughs> lights out at a certain time, the electricity goes out, everything is controlled. Uh, you know, the media is, is, you know, it's I, communism. I say when I read, <laughs> when I read your response, I, I didn't know, I didn't know you were Cuban, but now it all yeah. makes much more sense. It must have been, must have been intense to read the book. Uh, after. Yeah, it's, uh, it it gave me a sense of Cubans are not alone in a in a sense of wait this has happened in history before, mm -hmm. um, and seeing that and then the one of my favorite movies uh, V for Vendetta, uh, which is very you know uh, influenced by the book about films that like I I did a small research if whether there was a film like a, a, a movie version of the book and there are a couple there are a few one came out in 1984 and was right that yeah it's i saw that one and i was like eh, i read i stick i'll stick to the book <laughs> i can imagine i can imagine but, um but then i thought so many films even if they are not they're not uh you know transposition of that story specifically they, they took from it i was thinking of brazil as my first the first one that came to mind. I don't know if you've seen it. So, no, I haven't. I have to see it. Yeah, do do watch it. It's it's a wonderful one. But you're right. Before Vendetta fits. It's that I can watch that film over and over and over again. And and the score is magnificent. Yeah. Um, so. Who was the composer? I can't remember on the top of my mind. Was it Marco Beltrami? No, no. It's it was one of these composers that. I mean, I. I'm, I'm sure he, he does a lot of, of films, um, but I remember when I saw the film composer name like four or five years ago, I was like, oh, he hasn't done much that I've seen. Okay. Um, but nevertheless, an amazing, amazing score. Beautiful. And um, this brings us to, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with segues today. No, but <laughs> no worries. Your favorite thing to do, aside from music, and and I can totally relate with you on that. <laughs> it's cooking, yes. So you're a good cook. I've been told. Okay, good. It's good. If if you have been told, then maybe you are. <laughs> what is your what, what is your forte? What are your favorite dishes to to prepare? I'll be honest with you. I I don't think I have a favorite dish to cook. What I love doing is going to the kitchen, not knowing what I'm gonna do, and improvising, um, making something out of nowhere. And that is just, I've thought about this for many years. I just love the concept of improvising in life and feeling comfortable in any situation and just kind of do it. Um, but as a Cuban, uh, I should have a lot of family recipes by this point. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'm sure you being, you know, Italian, you have tons of family recipes that have been passed on. I do, even though I must say my wife is such a good cook. I, I'm good. I can cook. Like, like I, you know, I have, I have my chops, but she's such a good cook that I get lazy when, when yeah. you know, my mom is sharing a recipe or something. I, I don't even listen. There's my wife absorbing it and yeah. <laughs> replicating it for the family so it's but but I, I i yeah i totally understand what you mean by improvising and 
knowing yeah. how to treat the ingredients. Let's talk about your favorite instrument. It's an acoustic guitar. Uh, yeah. Is it is it the one I can see on the? Uh, that's that's well, that's just that's the one that I'm I'm working um, that I work with mostly nowadays. Um, I I started with classical guitar as I mentioned, and and I did the whole classical music, uh, classical guitar performance repertoire in my undergrad, and I loved it, mm -hmm. absolutely loved it. Um, but then little by little, you know, I mean, I realized I was like, in order to make a life as a classical guitar performer, it's kind of like a doctor. Well, I think it's worse than a doctor. You know, it takes much longer to be a classical musician, you know, to reach that point of, I've made it. <laughs> Uh, because it's just so much repertoire, so much virtuosistic uh, uh, dedication. And I just picked up the steel string guitar as a teenager. And I, st I, I started applying um, the classical method, you know, the carcasses, um, to a steel string, to like folk music. Mm -hmm. And I just kept doing that more and more. And I started realizing that I was... I was creating a certain type of sound for me that I just felt so comfortable with. And ultimately that's kind of what became my, my inspiration to want to become a film composer, you know, to watch a scene and just improvise with my, uh, with my guitar and just write music for it. Um, and it's just, it's something that I feel very, uh, passionate about, you know, uh, that just it it's it reminds me of you know um, the process of immigrating from Cuba to the United States, leaving that life that my you know most of my family behind, learning an instrument and sticking with that instrument for my whole life. And it's kind of it's it's very for me it's very symbolic. You know, um, it's not just a musical instrument. You know, it's it's. It's my heart. I know that you are working on a film. You're almost done, actually. Yeah, almost I'm done. The music for it. The title is Martingale, and it's gonna be finished very soon. And yeah. you got. We did talk uh, shortly about it, and you got yeah. very excited about it. Tell tell us more, please. So yeah, so when I first started, I mean, it's I had just done uh, a short film, you know. Um, you know, which is what you need to do as a composer. It's you need to, to get better at everything, you know, and short films is a perfect way of doing that. Um, and then one of the producers recommended me to this feature film. And then I saw that they were still in pre-production. But, you know, it's something that you have to do as a, as a, as, as a professional. It's don't wait for anybody to, to give you permission <laughs> to do something. Just, you know uh take initiative and just you know introduce yourself so i introduced myself to the director email and then i saw the trailer that that they had um and i just instantly connected with it and this was three years ago and then you know i wrote a demo for them um uh, actually two demos and then uh i didn't hear back from them for like four months i emailed again and then i ended up getting the gig and i was super excited and then, uh, and then no communication after that. <laughs> uh, but I knew that it was a film that 
I was very connected with it. I knew that this film will help me uh, just get to that next level. And those are, for me, that's, that's, it was a very, it's been a very special uh, experience uh, because finally, after the pandemic, <laughs> after everything finally starting to come back up, uh, the film is almost done. Uh, hopefully it gets uh, into theaters, uh, but most, most likely it will be a, a video on demand. Uh, so streaming, uh, but it's a very special one uh, because since it's not, you know, not orchestral, I leave the orchestral films and orchestral music to other composers because they could write it a thousand times better than I can. <laughs> um, but it, it, it allows me to, to explore, you know, all the textures, all the sounds that we've talked about, you know, in the interview, guitar, um, the psychological sound of, of, of film music. Um, it's great performance too, you know, and it's always when you have a film that hardly needs music. Iran, thank you so much for coming on the episode and sharing your favorites with us. It was a real pleasure to have you. Thank you, Giovanni. Thank you. That's our show for today. We like to make our episodes roughly the same length, therefore we sometimes edit out some of the guests' favorites. However, extended cuts of the show are available to our Patreon subscribers. Check filmscoringtips.com slash content to find more about this. Thanks for joining us and see you soon.